0: Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Jimmy Palumbo Show with your host, Jimmy Palumbo. That's right. I'm Jimmy Palumbo, the host of The Jimmy Palumbo Show, with Chris Gucci behind the glass. Of course, as always, Chris, how are we doing today?
1: I'm doing better. I'm happy to be back. I had a little run-in last week, so I was unable to make the show. I was you know, listening listening to the episode, it was a little different, but it was it good was, to hear was. a fresh voice in there. Yes, Dave. Even hopped though in. used to her feuding right now over the Cowboys yes, stinking yes, or not. Yes,
0: we're, we're feuding in because he can't handle when someone Dave fact. just flipped the bird across the, uh, across that's the room. Fine. <laughs> but this is show number forty-one. Good to have you back. I'm glad you got your your health back. Um uh, And I'm going to get to my health in a second. But this is show number forty-one. Uh, and I, of course I was looking at the different numbers I could go with. And, uh, you know, I was going to go, you know, Miguel and current guy. Uh, I remember the old fat Tony Cloninger, the coach, you know, I could go with him for my dad. I got to go with Joe Collins in the fifties. My father always liked the way he played. Then you got like your shitty Yankees in the six, 1960s, uh, Jake Gibbs. He played for a pretty long time. I was really going to go with cliff Johnson, um, uh, because I just love that he was big Cliff Johnson. Um, and if you go if you Google a video of him, I think it's called not Cliff but not Cliff Johnson. It's a guy did this music video to Cliff Johnson that is so funny with his baseball car- cards about how he never smiled in his baseball cards. It's very funny. Um, but I, you know what I, I just I'm it's very I'm very torn on this number because the number I'm gonna use it's a fictional character and he never played sports but it was a big, uh, my father loved this movie as well as my whole family does whenever it's on. And it was on yesterday on TCM. I got to go with it. Number 41, Judah Ben-Hur, Charles Heston. He gets called number 41 throughout the, the whole, uh, when he's in the, in the, in the boat there when he's rowing. Uh, so, so, uh, for years that was a big joke. Whenever we heard the number 41, my father would say Judah Ben hur And so I, I have to at least co-host, a uh, co-name the show Judah Ben hur 41. That's mostly for my family. If anybody gets that, that's a Yeah, because it,
1: I, I definitely didn't get it. No, I you wouldn't the it's a might be a little before my time. Yes,
0: the movie was a you you it won the most Academy Awards up until like Titanic. Uh, and it's a great movie, actually. It's a biblical classic 50s, Ten Commandments, Ben Her, that kind of thing. Um But I got to share it with a guy, another one, a weird one, Uh, number 41 with the Yankees, a coach, Jeff Torborg. And the reason why is because, number one, he was a New Jersey guy and he played at Rutgers, was a stud. He batted like, you know, 500 at Rutgers, blah, blah, blah. And he played in the major leagues and he coached and all that different stuff. But the main reason why, and anybody who remembers, you know, back in the day in Middlesex County was – Jeff Torborg ran a baseball camp that was ran at St. Thomas Aquinas, now known as Bishop R. But I think it went back to St. Thomas Aquinas. And you had to get like on a van that picked you up on Inman Avenue. So, Chris, you could totally relate to it. I could definitely relate and to that. And then we, we went all through. Like you had to get in a van, and then you drove all over like Scotts Plains, South Plainfield, and then you ended up uh, eventually all the way over at St. Thomas Aquinas there in Edison. And he had this baseball camp, and I was like, you know, four foot four, uh, probably seventy pounds. But I was—I had good eye, but I just even if I nailed the ball, hit it as hard as I can. I don't think I can get it out of the infield. But I always made contact. But I also was I, you know—I was afraid of the ball coming in. I, I was a mess sometimes with baseball when I was a kid. Um, but the funny thing is, we, me, my cousin John, and my good buddy Mike Ruane, who directed Game Day, which led to Beer League. Uh, we all went to this camp, and uh, the best thing is there was an ex-big leaguer there called Johnny Briggs. He was this big African-American guy, and he was very intimidating. Plus, me, I was like, you know, four foot one. And uh, he actually, we they taught us how to slide. And I remember this because even though you learn in Little League how to slide, I was at the age where, like, I, I, I'm trying to think of the age. I was probably 13 or 14. And the guys really, one of the things I learned from this camp was truly, number one, how to align your knuckles uh, when you got to holding it back, but also, number two, how to slide and the way you bend your leg underneath and come up on the bag and everything. But one of the things, and again, this is going to lead to Johnny Trino. The Johnny Briggs taught us how to do a hook slide. Okay? When you, nobody really, occasionally you'll see it in the major leagues by a, a crafty veteran, where when you, especially when you're going to home plate, and the throw is to the first base side of the bag and you're coming home. If you hook your leg out low and, and catch the bag, the, the, the catcher has to come all the way down to tag you out. It's a very effective play. Jimmy, now, I don't course, know if you,
1: you watched me play softball, but I hook slide into okay, first it's, base. Right. Even when there's no play, because that's the motor that I, that I bring to the table in men's softball but or co-ed you, in this case.
0: Now, when I, the reason why I bring it up for some reason, sliding came natural to me i was a pretty good slider um and then started playing softball I, I i i could slide all the time and but i slide like legal not to knock first of all i couldn't knock anybody over i was too small but i always slid well i got that down but of course you get older and you know i i remember there's a couple of plays at the plate where i literally my hook slide made me safe but the last time i hook slid i came in like one of those overloaded cargo jets you see like in the movies. And I, I remember I didn't get hurt, but you know how you, you land and you're like, your mind immediately says, that will be my final hook slide. Cause the <laughs> score was like seven to one in the fifth. Like I was probably in my mid thirties maybe. And I was like, I'm done with that. Cause I've said to myself, I could get tragically hurt. Cause remember they had the big gullies where you bat next to the home plate yeah. there. So if you, I was like, now it's all, they, they, they do it nicer now. But back in the day, they didn't, I landed weird. And then, then my regular slide, which I was always pretty good at. um, I never slid head first or anything like that. Normal slide. For some reason, my arm would drag back. And if my hand hit first elbow, and I would also jam my wrist to this day, my my left wrist hurts me because the way I slid in. And after that, unless it's the ninth inning and the score is tied. Uh, to me, it's a bad play by me and the the the, fir- the third base coach if there even is a play at third. I don't know if you know what I'm trying to say there. Like,
1: yeah, like don't send me.
0: <laughs> right. Don't send me unless – if I have to slide, you made the mistake. But uh, I learned that from Johnny Briggs at the Jeff Torborg baseball camp back in the day. So that's it. Ben-Hur, number 41. Judah Ben Hur and Jeff Torborg who oh, by the way is a big time I heard he's ill now he's he's old now I heard he's very ill which stinks uh but he's a jersey guy he lived in like Scotts plains and all that stuff for years so and a ruckers guy so Jeff I hope you're doing okay so that's it number 41 show Ben Hur and Jeff Torborg now we didn't really discuss this. on So your wait, daily show. so wait. Am
1: I gonna go stuff my head up my ass? I completely and I'm not, and I'm not gonna do my guy because honestly, I didn't even have a guy. And if you notice no, the last you know what, five minutes, you know I've been I've been in my phone
0: because I was like, oh shit, I gotta get a okay. good. Okay, I knew because you were barely listening. Yeah, so engaging, then basically, and as my producer, I needed. As usual. I did, I did. Now I don't do it as usual. But I would say every fifth show I definitely blow you off. But I will That's say that because you're looking the, at your phone the, like you're on 12. the listen back.
1: On the listen back, you, d- you usually text me and you're like, "Oh, I apologize. You had a good point." I'm like, "Yeah, hindsight's 2020." But in this I case, I always
0: bring up when you have a good point, I say it.
1: Jerk. No, I know. I'm just, so now, I'm just busting your balls. You
0: know what's great when I get to well, listen. One thing about Chris Gucci behind the glass, my producer of the Jimmy Palumbo show, is that there are times when he's a very good producer and I have to share the world that he is a good producer, but there are times when you don't hear me say anything about him. And that means he's just your run of the mill, uh, 2021 podcast producer, uh, or dime a dozen you want to call them, but he made a point. I did blow him off. So now let me ask you something, Chris, who was the Packer that you chose at number forty-one? See, see, now, now it's disrespectful. Was, yes, it was. There is yes no
1: Packer here because, honestly, 41, there is a few, but they're a little bit older. Right. And none of them are worth noting. Who I was going to go with a basketball player, but I decided he's way too good to, to just settle well, on But I will mention Dirk Nowitzki as the okay. best European okay. player, I think, of all time. Dirk is top, you know, goes three without for saying. Sure. top three, but I would say best. Probably. If you could yep. find me a better one, I'll wait. but. That's not who I'm going with. I'm going to the go with the one-handed. The,
0: the guy who got killed on the Nets. I thought was, yeah, that's the European
1: guy. Oh, Drazen Petrovic? Yeah. yeah. What could have been? But no, yeah, he was he was really okay. good. Not talking, um, about enough, by the way. But I'm going to go with the one-handed, one-armed bandit,
0: Jim Abbott. He wore number 41, oh, pitched a no-hitter that. for I the Yankees. That. Yes, indeed. Yes, he did. Um, Jim Abbott, which that's, first of all, uh, Jim Abbott, I mean, you know, when you, have, you have a stub as an arm and you got the glove underneath. I give that kid credit. Just okay. him making
1: the major leagues. We talked about it with Rick on the last show that we recorded. Did you remember that guy? And yes, how hard it is to actually become a major league baseball player. And then when you think about how
0: hard it is to become a pitcher yep. with yep. one arm. Mm. And the thing is, you know, you could always talk about, oh, he's the one-armed guy. That's why the scouts know about him. Okay, that works for about 20 minutes. The scout goes down. Oh, let me go check out this this weird guy pitching. And then all of a sudden you got your little gun there and you're sitting in some cold stand somewhere in America and there's this young guy named Jim Abbott. Nobody knows. And you're like, oh, look at that. How does he do that? And you got your little gun. All of a sudden, boom, he's hitting the gun. And you're like, hey, wait a minute. I don't care if this guy has no arms, seven arms, you know, this guy. And then to go all the way to the majors and then throw a no hitter and, uh, and just incredible. Yes, I agree. And Very, not only know.
1: that, like he was really good at fielding his position. It wasn't like Jim Abbott was a liability in the field. He
0: absolutely was not totally for all things considered. Totally agree. Totally agree. And uh, that's amazing. I mean, that's up there with, um, you know, uh, Muggsy Bogues to me, you know, like you actually have to watch it and go like, Oh my God, so that's incredible. Good one. Very good. Yeah. That might be your best one. Uh, Cause it's, uh, I mean, I knew that too, but still that's a good one. I'm glad you countered with my Jeff Torborg and Judah Ben-Hur with a <laughs> guy who actually was pretty good in baseball. Uh, so that's it. This is the Jeff Torborg ben Jim Abbott show with my fine producer, Chris Gucci behind the glass. So I wasn't able to discuss this on your daily show today. Um, because Dave was just yelling and cursing at me the whole time because I said something uh, factual that Dak Prescott and uh, Elliot and uh, Mr. Parsons, I'll call him, uh, did nothing in the Giant game. That's fact. I watched the game, it's not in the stat book. He did nothing. Uh, as good as uh, Parsons is, the other two guys are just average. Um, but uh, I, I got COVID uh, when I was in Atlanta last week. I guess I know I How tested. Are you feeling? How are you feeling, buddy? I'm, a, I'm okay now. My voice sounds stronger. I was groggy. It made me groggy. What happened was I took a test last Thursday before I went to Atlanta. You have to, for SAG rules. Tested negative. Got on a plane. Had the mask on. I was careful. But once I got, we were an hour outside of Atlanta. And I guess once we got to this town, uh, Carrollton, Georgia, you know, I went out to dinner. I met a buddy of mine out. You put the mask on when you first walk in a restaurant, but then you take it off. Was I perfect with the mask? No. And it was also a lot of, uh, it was a college town. So some of the bars I was in for a little bit at night uh, were young kids probably who were not getting, uh, you know, vaccinated and stuff like that. So anyway, I came on Monday. I went to the studio, did the show with Dave. Uh, Felt okay. I felt beat because I had been traveling and all that stuff, but I felt fine. Drove home. My sister came over to the house Tuesday and we were she was helping me clean up my apartment, got away from me a little bit, helped me throw out clothes and stuff like she was doing the like shout out to my sister Mary Helen. It sounds like what me,
1: Ashley does every single weekend when she like, comes over, she you just know how, guts my entire yeah, you know how you space? got like
0: clothes and like you and I probably wear a wear a shirt a little too long she was like jimmy what are you doing with this shirt it's got pulls on it like I have I here.
1: have a bag sitting right now next to my right. dresser and full you know of what? clothes donate that him. I did not I did not decide to get rid of but well donate gone. them man. Anyway. donate
0: them someone no, needs I, them.
1: of course of course i'm going to donate them but you get what i'm saying like i didn't no, I make a call it. We, on we, that shirt. I just
0: get they're i'll clean, be looking for
1: that shirt in a couple months for sure
0: i'm with you i'm with you so she came and then all of a sudden um when i uh, it was a tuesday night I remember like we were hanging out and we, we we'd be talking about life and stuff and BS. And, and I was like, ah, I got tired. Then and go to bed, you know, it was a long day. And I woke up Wednesday and I had some kind of, I had a lot of voice work to do um, uh, on, on this uh, long call uh, on Wednesday. And I, I got a headache. I don't get headache. I get stomach aches every 45 minutes. Headaches, I don't. And my kryptonite is headaches. Some people get headaches all day long. Not me. So when I get a headache, I'm like, oh, shit. How, how, do, how do people deal with this? And all of a sudden, I picked up my daughter at school. My sister had left. She was with me a day and a half. And uh, all of a sudden, I dropped my daughter off at school. And I'm like, oh, I feel lousy. Like, And I got this kind of tired thing where <laughs> I don't care what your feelings are about COVID. It, 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 it's like not the flu in that it was like, I need to lay down like now, like in my car, in the hallway. <laughs> it was that kind of feeling. So I ended up driving to a CVS and I got one of those shitty uh, at home tests. I heard, you know, that are, that you can get now. So I'm walking around the store. I wear the, I wore the mask because inside I'm thinking you just traveled. You feel lousy. You got the headache. I felt maybe I was getting a little warm. I'm like, oh my God, I'm hitting every every box. So I walk out with these two boxes by Abbott, uh, the Binax, uh, test, the rapid test. And I go home and I put it down on the counter and I said, let me go through this. And it was like doing a little chemistry, very easy to do. You got to put drops in a box um, and you lay flat and you shove the thing up your nose, 15 seconds, you shove it underneath. And then you wait like a pregnancy test. There's this little box and I forget it's either if you get two lines, two pink lines, um, means you're positive. And I read the thing. And of course, it's not 100% accurate. But one of the things I got out of the instructions was very simple. If, if it shows that you're positive, odds are you're positive. So I saw the two lines. I said, shit. So I immediately just threw my jacket on, threw my mask on, went to this walk-in place off Route 17, MedRite. Anybody listening in the area, it's the place to go. It's only for uh, testing. And I got on this line. I waited, I don't know, I guess it was like an hour and a half and I was beat. I just kept to myself and people were complaining about the line. And I was like, I could be complaining, but I just tested positive. about let me stay away from people. So I went in, uh, did the, uh, PCR and the, uh, rapid test and, uh, or the rabbit test as I'll call it. And, um, literally they said, we'll call you, we'll text you in 15 or 20 minutes on the rabbit one. And, um, I didn't even get in my car. I was like literally started the engine driving away and I got a phone call. They said, sir, you're positive. I said, oh man. So I immediately went home. Um, I uh, I ended up just, you know, telling everybody. But then I had a call, everybody from the set, I, I let you know, I, let, I didn't see you though. So I knew you were all right. Uh, I didn't care who got the shot, who didn't. I just was like, hey, you know what? I didn't know I had it. Now I have it. I got to let everybody know. So I called my family right Mm -hmm. away. I called the set down in Atlanta. They were a little, they were cool about it, but they were like, all right, all right. You know, I don't know if they were, they were concerned about me for sure. But it was like, I was like, you got to tell the woman, Jackie, but they're not
1: trying to shut down their operation. Well, that's the thing.
0: And I, I I understand that, you you know, I'm not a shutdown guy, but I'm like, will you please let Jackie Hoffman know? I did the scene with her for eight hours on Saturday and Sunday. Please let her know, you know? And they said, we will, we will. Plus we're doing a massive, testing uh i guess every couple of days they do a massive pcr test for everybody so that's telling me maybe someone tested positive i don't know but they were cool about it god bless them and um i let everybody know and of course i had to quarantine but i picked up my daughter on uh tuesday night and wednesday at dance and you know so i was thinking oh my god so i called my sister i'm like man you got to get the test you know I called up, uh, you know, I got in touch with my daughter. I'm like, hey, you know, Nat, you got to be careful. You know, daddy has COVID. Of course, she was like crying a little bit. I'm like, daddy's fine. Daddy's fine. You know, meanwhile, I felt like shitty, but everybody's like, oh, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. This Omicron is not as bad, but you know what it is? It's like, it's like someone hands you like a pick three lottery ticket and goes like, dude, you're probably not going to win. But like, you're holding a ticket in your hand. you're like, okay, uh, but I could be in trouble here. It wasn't, I know the odds are one or two, but just honestly,
1: there's this stigma. And and I I mentioned this jokingly, but like it made, when I tested positive for COVID, this was before there was any vaccine situation. And I never had a a single symptom whatsoever. I felt nothing, literally nothing, but I did feel dirty. I felt like I I was like, almost like a leper. I I showered like three
0: times. Um, But it's also, it's also a little sense of like, I'm going to be okay, but <laughs> like I don't care who you are. You test positive for COVID. Even if you're, no matter what side of the political side you're on, you definitely got to go like, all right, all right, let me, uh, let me get the, let me find the vitamins. It's like, it's
1: me... like how yeah. mo- most people that aren't religious, they're not religious, but it's until they're about to die. And they're like, no, 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 no <laughs> please, God,
0: please God. I'll do anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the There's a little deal. bit of that. Like, I was keeping my cool, but there certainly was a little bit of oh shit. And then all of a sudden, that first night, that Wednesday night, I felt lousy, man. And then I felt my chest getting a little weird. I'm thinking, oh, here and then we go and now. then once you
1: know that you have it, then it's like you start googling symptoms and then you're gonna you're gonna think symptoms into reality yeah, exactly. At that point. So
0: there's definitely that. all of that goes into play. So you're worried about, oh my God, could I die? Number two, am I gonna get very, very sick? The only thing that happened to me, really, i I felt lousy the first two nights. My sense of taste, I think I didn't lose it, but it got a little weird. So I started like sniffing vinegar, sniffing bourbon I have here, scotch, just uh, taking a little taste of uh, peanut butter. I'm like, oh. and I, nothing tastes great to me, but I didn't lose it uh, completely. So, um, but it was just, it was a crazy thing. And I was like, you know, nervous as hell. You know, I'm not going to, you know, uh, uh, you just can't lie about it. The other thing is, the odd thing is, these these tests that are available at Walgreens and CVS, you know, <laughs> they're twenty five dollars for two tests. And I went to the section where they were, and there was none left except some kind of weird box that was like another twenty dollars. I didn't understand that, but like up by the register where like the Tic Tacs and cigarettes are, <laughs> where where the uh, um, where all the uh, uh, all these uh, test boxes and people were sticking them under their arm, like like. I don't know. It looks like it's in a box that you buy a tie in almost in the old school movies. And they were underneath people's arms. I'm thinking, I'm looking online at this place. And there was at least 35 boxes going out the door. And I'm thinking nationwide, how many of these test boxes are going out the window for $25? Oh, my God. That company Abbott is making (coughs) a fortune. Right away, I said to myself, you know what? They shouldn't be $25. Shouldn't and be $25. and to be
1: completely honest, it opens up a whole other conversation that we will not have right no, now. No, no, we're not going to go political about, on it. I'm just the saying there's a lot and of money. Finances, and you know, that's the first thing but that you people know what? will grab I will onto. tell you, though.
0: I will tell you, though. Yes, I was like, what the hell is this? I yeah, spent $50 for two boxes. But I, I, I honestly think if you went to a family party or you were at a Nick game, God forbid, or at the giant game with a bunch of guys, whatever, and your masks weren't on. And a couple of days later, like maybe Wednesday, you get a headache and start to feel like shit. I would say go to CVS and get yourself uh, uh, a test box. And just to see, um, it can't, it's for, t- listen, are they, or
1: is that Abbott company, a new sponsor?
0: I'm not sponsor- you. There's two or three of them. No, I get. know. I'm
1: just messing. I'm with just
0: it. saying, I really think you should, cause you don't want to give it to someone else. So, uh, but it was just weird. A lot of them were going out and some of the places were sold out of them, so on and so forth. But it really stunk for a number of reasons. Number one, I missed my, uh, we have a big Palumbo Christmas party, usually a week before Christmas and they had it on Saturday and my mother was kind of thrown at this time and I couldn't go and neither could my uh my niece, Amanda Palumbo, my cousin, Michael's kid. Cause she got it as well, but she actually got, she's 23 years old, uh, very healthy, um, you know, tall, beautiful, healthy, and she got very sick. So that was lousy, but she came out of it. So me and her couldn't be there. Um, and it stunk, you know, I was sitting at home, uh, on Saturday, knowing that I couldn't bring my daughter there. So I got to admit, man, it was depressing. Um, then I started looking up how long do I got a quarantine? I'm a little confused about that. I, I got calls. It's doctors. because
1: they're changing things all, all the time. Right. It depends and on
0: how, how many vaccines that you
1: have, how many boosters have you I know this. Are it, you it's symptomatic. Not, it's, Are you asymptomatic? And I, I
0: just don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want I don't want to be that guy that goes out somewhere that that's not, you know, it's not like I'm a, uh, EMS worker, um but i will definitely wear i'm gonna wear the mask a little bit more the next couple weeks i heard you can get it again I don't know true that is um i was a little sloppy with the mask i was over covid i'm like enough with this i'm just gonna live my life but i got covid i didn't feel well for a couple days so well, now maybe, you got that
1: 90 day window of, of invincibility sponsored yeah, by yeah i guess Rogers. so but
0: i don't even know yeah true um uh so anyway that's my covid story um but I'm okay, uh, and I should be. Uh, did some podcast today, even though uh, you guys wouldn't let me on your daily show, and Dave was yelling at me for saying uh, saying what I'm about to say now. Giants, Cowboys. Um, listen, I can't believe that the Giants, man, they are just what a what a really what really, a really bad football team. I, I, you can make the argument that they're the worst team in football. Um, you really can. Um, they they never score. Their defense plays just okay. Um, I thought I thought the Cowboys look. I thought the Cowboys played lousy. I do, but I say that with a with a question mark because um, I think in the NFL and in most sports, it's more so college than the NFL. But every game is important. But I think the Cowboys cold miserable day. As soon as the game started, you just. I think the Cowboys were like, you know what, this team is not. We're not. We're not going to lose this game. Uh, that's a poor. That's a poor attitude to have because you can get dogged. But I think you know. I think the Giants on defense. You know, Dak. I mean, look at it. He. he Dak did nothing, uh, and uh, uh, Parsons. Uh, uh, he did nothing. He really didn't. He had one assisted tackle. You didn't hear his name called. They talked about him all game, but he wasn't really doing anything. And I refused to, Oh, he put pressure on, well, just, 80% of the defensive ends in the league pressure, the quarterback. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, they did nothing there. And, uh, Elliot, to me, I, again, I thought he did nothing. And to me, the guy who, the guy who looks awesome and I think is going to be a critical part of the Cowboys. If they're going to, if they're going to do damage in the playoffs is Pollard, man. Um, I, I think right now they're doing that, you know, thunder and lightning thing. But I think in the playoffs when like, you know, if it's, if it's, if the Cowboys, if it's 14, 14 in a playoff game, you're going to see Pollard in game. <laughs> I don't know about that. I, I, I'm telling you, man, I, I, I think he's a good running back. Probably gives some, I'm not saying, I'm not game.
1: saying that you're wrong entirely. I just think that there's certain things that Zeke does better than Pollard. And, and the reality is I know that Mike McCarthy is definitely at this point committed to Zeke and rightfully uh, so, but. I, Pollard, I, I think what you see out of Pollard is a guy that he's a perfect spell back. He's not a guy that's gonna I know, be able to, I, I, to carry I the, the it, offense.
0: I think since Elliott, I don't think does that much. I mean, you know, he looked to me, he looks like Barkley. If Barkley was on and the And also, cowboys, Pollard
1: Pollard is dealing with severe injury to his foot well, as that, well. Listen, that he's battling of course.
0: Through. Of course, I'm I'm um uh Pollard got hurt the last couple weeks. I understand. I'm not talking about injuries, but man, I I disagree. I think he's gonna be a key man in the playoffs. Um, cowboys have a good day, of course. And The Giants, um, the Cowboys are opportunistic. They made some picks, but you got to admit, none of the, uh, to be honest with you, even the play in the end zone that got overturned, none of the picks were like, oh, what a great play. They were thrown right to them, five yards off, uh, terrible passes by Glennon. And I got some questions like, why would you go for it on fourth and one? It was only a nine-point game at the time. You go for it, punt the ball. Are you kidding me? And, and then you do a quarterback sneak with Glennon. I mean, just horrific play. Yeah, horrific I, couldn't, play I couldn't get
1: behind the quarterback sneak with Glennon. Yeah, in just that spot. dumb
0: play. Um, I also don't understand um, uh, why didn't Fromm come in the game at the half? Now, obviously, he only knows nine plays in the playbook. But there was nothing going on in that first half that anybody could be like, you know what, Glennon's doing a good job. Let's go. I have him. a better question. Why didn't he just start? Well that's another thing. Uh, I agree but I guess they wanted to maybe maybe they thought bringing him in middle of the game is better. I don't know. But 5 minutes to go you bring him in? Are you kidding me? And even the game that's another thing but this game was 21 to 6. Now, if the Giants if the roles were reversed and the Giants were very good and we were playing a lousy cowboy team, down 21, you know, only up 21-6 and the Dallas got the ball in the 15-20 yard line with 3 minutes to go, we'd be a nervous wreck. So that's why the Cowboys had it, but I, I got to chalk up for them doing not much against the Giants um, too. I just think as the game went on, they were like, well, they're not going to come back and beat us. That, I really think that's what it really was all about. And I think the next time the Cowboys, well, they don't really play anybody good for the next month. Eventually they'll play somebody good. And I think the Cowboys will be able to bring it um, <clears throat> and they'll be fine. Um, but uh the Packer game. Uh, You're Packer fans. We'll talk about that. Um, the oh, by the way, I thought the Cowboys tight end was great, uh, Schultz, Stoltz, whatever his name is. Dalton he, Schultz. He caught, yeah, he caught some big, big plays, um, wide open where I could have threw it to him. That's why I'm not even giving Dak credit for that. Um, but uh, your Packers, interesting I, again. I the Packers th- that game shouldn't have. It shouldn't have been as close as it was. I don't know why it was. You know, Rogers is is Rogers. Um, I just think the Packers were a little bit off. Their defense gave up to me too many points. Um The thing is, the play at the end, though, I just don't understand. I know there was 35 seconds left, and you don't want to give the ball back to Aaron Rodgers, but I don't know. You, you, it's you, a terrible, battle. terrible
1: decision, especially yeah, you, because John Harbaugh, John Harbaugh just did this against Pittsburgh two weeks ago. They and, tied it up, and instead of taking the the kick – you go for two and you lose. And now I guess there's something to be said for a guy that doesn't second guess his decision, because I understand why he did it as a coach, because you do it once and you fail. If you, if you then don't do it the next time in the same situation, it looks like you lost confidence. I understand. You get what I'm
0: saying? Like, I understand yeah, but, why he did it this time. not But look at the but, record. But you're 0 where, two In but, those two games. But, but, and, and also look at their record. Playoff possibilities are still there um and and you i just think it's a, it sends a weird message to the team uh, you, know, you get that hey man we can win this thing and get out of here but it also sends a message like hey man we battled back let's just and i don't think listen can rogers come back in 40 seconds yes but you know it doesn't happen all the time and i think i just think it's it was a uh, poor call by him uh but listen NFL, you gotta win games, and no one's gonna care about this game two weeks from now. And the Packers And, and then certainly
1: nobody's gonna care that they had a chance to win, but didn't the records are showing what they are showing. Or what your it records counts are as a and, W, So I'll take it. The,
0: yeah, you take it, you move on. Uh obviously they didn't cover the spread or anything. Um, but then again, you got uh it was nice to see Tom Brady struggle. Um uh, I thought so many of the games were awful, like the giant game was awful. The Packer Raven game was probably the best game of the day, really. Yeah, the
1: Packers were down 14 early in yeah, that game. And so they battled uh, all the way back. There was lead changes. There was a that was a good
0: football game. It the, was and honestly, we yes, got to see was. that quarterback,
1: Tyler Huntley, yep. man. You gotta looked, you gotta mention how good great he looked.
0: He looked good. And uh the the, the nine-nothing Brady game, again, we, we've talked about this in the beginning of the season. I thought it was gonna happen more often, but there's no doubt that every every eighth game <laughs> Tom Brady, uh, either it's almost like it's almost like there's a policeman that says, "Hey, can I see your ID, sir?" Oh, you're 57. Okay, like he just looks old sometimes, um, but I'm sure. He'll be taking some kind of fluid juice thing this week. Well, that's what happens. It's like right now, there's there's the
1: the video circulating around the internet of Tom Brady throwing his tablet and smashing the the Microsoft Surface on the sideline in defeat because they just got shut out at home. And it's like all these stats you could throw out there about Tom Brady being shut out at home, and it's like never happened, happened. et cetera, et cetera. But just in two months, if you can't envision, like, there being a side-by-side meme on the internet of one side showing Tom Brady throwing the Throwing the tablet on the ground, and then two months later, him hoisting a Super Bowl trophy. Right. Obviously, right. I'm hoping that doesn't happen. But this anybody a, that thinks Tom Brady is done because of I, yesterday is wrong. No,
0: that's foolish because you now you know because let's face it. In my mind, he really is the assistant head coach, um, the, the head coach of the Bucks, and Tom Brady. Now uh, they don't get back to practicing till Wednesday. But when they do, they could be like, uh, "Hey guys, are we done reading how good we are? Okay, Packers are still in our division. Cowboys are still in our division." And we just lost nine nothing to uh, to a team that you know I don't think is that good. So
1: we just lost we just lost by nine to a team right. that only scored nine. So that's that says yeah, it all right there. Well,
0: so I'm I, I'm guessing the Bucks could could bounce back uh, very quickly, uh, but you've been saying all year you don't think Brady's he's had some great games, but some of the games you, you didn't think. Uh, he well, was I will say this.
1: I will say this. Going into this game is according to Vegas and the bookmakers. Tom Brady was the runaway favorite to win MVP, and Aaron Rodgers was second, and it was it was close, but it was like, all right, if Tom Brady really has to mess up for this to go any other way than Tom Brady, Tom Brady had his mess up game, a shutout at home, and Aaron right. Rodgers threw for another four hundred and three touchdowns. In a comeback win, so you win.
0: you think Brady's? Uh, I mean, you think uh, Rogers is the, is the?
1: I think uh, right now, I'm I'm actually positive right now that Rodgers – because I did check the odds. Rodgers jumped Brady. He's plus one twenty five. I think Brady is there. Is, anybody who who would be anybody third or fourth? Third third is the running back from the Colts, which means that that's just a, a oh Taylor a door prize. It's a door prize because they're not going to give it to a running back. I'll show you some running back seasons. It would be cool. It would
0: be cool though if he get the running back on if. Against, against your favorite well, let's just, player.
1: Yeah, that, well, no, but. I'll put it I'll put it this way. Barry Sanders had 2,000 yards rushing in a season, and Brett Favre won the MVP with him. So, so it was co-MVP. AJ so Peterson, would be fourth? 2,000 yards, no MVP. Taylor? I, I think right now, I don't even know who fourth is. I know it's one, two, three is Brady, uh, Rogers, Brady, Taylor. And then fourth going into the third going into this week was Kyler Murray for the does, Cardinals, and he looked like shit too. So.
0: Well, I guess it's really got to be battled out. Uh, The next uh, three weeks, but yes, I I agree. Rogers looks like a lock for that. Um, I'm coughing here. Excuse me. That's COVID. All right. Enough about Brady and Rogers. You guys talk about that all the time and the Cowboys on your daily uh, Cowboy Packer show. You guys do every day, but we come back. I will give you the, um, the Jimmy Palumbo stinks list, which we didn't do last week. We'll be right back.
1: You know, myself and Gooch are both getting a little older. One of the first things to go is your vision. Thank goodness for our hookup over at Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, right on Main Street next to the train station. They have glasses for all ages, all budgets. They have safety glasses, sports glasses. They are a full-service powerhouse, offering eye exams and even free lenses for the kids. They work with BCBS, AAA, and... AARP, giving massive discounts. They're open five days a week, closed on Wednesdays and Sundays. Call 732-326-3937 to get your first pair of Ray-Ban, Burberry, Coach, Polo, you name it. They got it. Go see Craig and Johnine right now.
0: All right, here we go. Stinks list. I'll start with the AFC East. <clears throat> Why? Because that's how I print it out uh, from ESPN. I've, got, I've reduced the Patriots down to good. Buffalo Bills upgraded to average. Miami Dolphins upgraded to average. Of course, the New York Jets stink. The AFC North, I got all average. Even the Pittsburgh Steelers, I had to bump them up to average. We didn't talk about the Steelers, but I got to say, I feel like me and you every third week, we're like, all right, Steelers are done. Call the funeral home. Uh, Get the van here to buy it. All of a sudden, you're like, wait, you hear beep, beep 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 it's yeah like, like big
1: man. big ben is just like there's that one there's that one beep every 30 seconds and you're like Wait, there is still a there pulse is still just he, barely
0: i think the steelers stink i do but like but they never stink and they're just the fact that they like crept back into the i know their playoff thing yeah, is muddled but big like
1: ben's holding them back but if you look at big ben's numbers in the fourth quarter it's uh, actually listen, pretty good really uh, you know how good uh, he is
0: uh, you know they're they're not out of it. That's like I can say. So I had to upgrade them. So they're the only division with all straight averages. But still, Steelers are not dead. Um, AFC South, I got Tennessee Titans, who I, I had to shrink them to good. I still have the Colts as average. I do. But I, I, they, they could be a popper team for me that could, that could pop. The Colts are going to make some noise in the postseason. Yeah, they, season, they can think. pop to good. Uh, Texans, Jaguars, stink. I got the Kansas City Chiefs, very good. I got the Chargers as average. I got the Denver Broncos have dr- dropped to stink. I have Vegas they are at stink. The Dallas Cowboys, I'm still keeping them at good. Uh, they just haven't proven to me that uh, they're uh, up there with the other very goods, uh, but they're, they're getting close. Cause listen, 10 and four, 10 and four uh, Redskins average. Don't know why I just have them at average. I'm keeping them there. They haven't played this week yet because of COVID and all the delays I got the Eagles as average. And of course my New York giants as I might give them a double S, but we'll put them at a stink. And I think that the the lions are better than the giants. I don't even think it's close. I got the Packers as very good. They've been upgraded back to very good Minnesota Vikings stink. I think the bears stink need the bears to lose uh, because giants have their draft pick. I moved the lions up to average just because you know what? Uh, out of all the games the nfl non giant games i watched this year i thought the lions that was an ass kicking they beat them up from every aspect from every every phase of an nfl game the the the, the lions brought it so i got to give them credit they're 211 and 1 I guess they the, hopefully they'll win a couple more games and be ahead of the Giants. And they're great. nine and
1: f- I think they're nine and five against the spread. Against the, the spread,
0: I I, I bump them up. Now the Lions go up and down. I give them a little love when they win, so they're like my little they're like my little kindergarten team because like if they win a game, I bump them. That just, Is like, it weird that
1: that that I actually like the Lions too? I don't well. I'm a Packer you, fan and I, I know, should hate you, them, but. It's like we're 22 and six in the last or two, better than that, even.
0: I I like the Lions too, and I don't know why. I have no reason to. I just because they've been so bad. um, Anyway, um, I had this in Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I dropped you to good. The Saints I have is average. I have Falcons and Panthers that stink. Arizona Cardinals, dude. First of all, I was going to drop them from like very good to average, but I just dropped them to good, sticking to my plan because they got smoked. Even though I think they stink. Okay. You, you got to miss, but they're 10 and four. No, I know. I'm just um, missing. I know. I get you. I get you. I, I get the feeling they could end that way in two weeks. We might be having this discussion. I make a little note there. Chris possible stink here. I got the Rams as good only because they're nine and four. I got the 49ers as average. And I think the Seahawks stink. So that's it. I got two very goods, six goods, 13 averages and 11 stinks. So basically 24 of the 32 teams, um, for some reason, my numbers are off. I don't know how I didn't add that up right, but probably screwed up. Um, but I don't think uh, – I just don't think there's a lot of teams that stink and are average in the NFL. So that's my stink list. We took a little more time with that. Didn't mean to. Um, most of the games this weekend were lousy. Um, the, the Rutgers basketball game got canceled, and they're lousy because uh, of COVID. I don't know what's going on. I want to talk to you about another thing, but sports um, is uh, – I don't get this whole Knicks thing. I know the Knicks stink, but the Knicks haven't won many games in the last 12 games. Right. And, and they haven't even played Kemba Walker. Now I don't understand that if you're a coach trying to make, send a message. uh, Okay. But when you go like three and eight and you stink and you got Kemba Walker, who I don't think is that good either, but like he gets a, a, a did not play coach's decision for like 10, 11 games in a row. And then he comes in and scores 25 points a game. Um, I mean, uh, 25 in a game, whatever he scored. Um, That to me is not being handled right because I could see reducing his minutes, but not playing them at all. I'm sorry. If you're winning fine, coach made the right decision. You're nine and three, whatever. He took him out of the game, but the Knicks have looked awful since they stopped playing him. And the only reason why he played was because of COVID and massive injuries. Why don't you just cut him now? I mean, get get him out of there. Um, he, he's He can only be a cancer in the clubhouse. And I heard he's not really a cancer in the clubhouse kind of guy. But I don't get that. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I, I think that. Hey, you're right. He's, he's a good guy. He's not a cancer in the clubhouse. His teammates definitely like him. I think that there's effort on the offensive end. But if you want to play significant minutes for a Tom Thibodeau coach team, you have to put in effort defensively. And Kemba Walker just simply does not do that. There hasn't been a stop in his career where he did play defense. When they signed him in the offseason, I was like, "Ooh, that's a splash signing with a name value and he's from New York. So there's going to be New York fans are going to, are going to gravitate towards this guy. But me personally, from a basketball standpoint, I didn't agree with that signing from the gate. And I actually applauded it because I'm a Knicks hater. I wouldn't say I'm a Knicks hater, but I'm definitely not a Knicks fan. But dude, he doesn't even play. But he doesn't play, and when he does play, he's a dribble machine, which means he dribbles out the shot clock, and he doesn't pass. And well, then, not- well, then, then they should then. So, so in, in essence, you're right. At this point, you're not even able to showcase him for a trade because he's not playing. And when you get into Thibodeau's doghouse, it's hard to make your way out. Well, of it. And I, I, I've I, heard I, that about him. Well, in let, the past.
0: let me let me ask you this: Do you think the Knicks and Thibodeau are handling this right? No, I don't
1: think that. I think that they're at odds over the player itself. I think Thibodeau doesn't like the signing either. I think that he's in lockstep yeah, with but, me you know, on this, but you are most, a coach. You coach the team that you're yeah, if you're a professional
0: coach. You may not like something in the off season. We say, okay, but like to not play him. And maybe, you know what? Listen, I know on the front of the press, he's playing the, whatever I got to do, but maybe, maybe he is whispering to guys, you know, Hey, this is nonsense. This you, you don't know what it's like in other teams. And I think the Knicks are fragile with that. I think the Knicks would just get rid of him. He signed an eighteen million dollars contract. I also,
1: I also think that
0: nothing. The
1: expectations were way too high for the Knicks. True. This year. and I think that that's we, we were hoping evidence. to catch
0: lightning in a bottle, but I didn't think he'd go. It's it's December, man. He's uh, ten games. Dude did not play, and it wasn't like the Knicks were lighting it up. So I don't know what's going on. I just I just
1: look at their rotation. I don't I don't see, other than offense off the bench, I don't see what Kemba Walker really brings to that team. And I feel like Derrick Rose is their offense off the bench. So I, right. I think that they have two guys doing the same role. Yeah. Neither of them could play, could play Listen, defense, so you can't have Vegas, them both on the court at the same time. Vegas was just right. A bad.
0: They had them at 41 games, and they're going to be struggling to get to that, I think. I, um, I would
1: I'll slap the under. I guarantee you that it's nowhere near 41 right now. Nowhere near Wait. if you were to, if you were to live what you,
0: bet, what do you think it is? 38? It's
1: probably even less than that. The Knicks are, wow. are reeling right now. They won five in a row to start the season. Was it five and zero? Oh? four and one yeah, now whatever haven't. it was if you look yeah, at their record they're they, like and they four don't look and twenty. Good.
0: They look all disjointed. You know what it looks like? They had a little little push last year. I'm thrilled with that last year because I was starving. So it's almost it, like- it brought it brought the fans back
1: and honestly right. even the the bashing of the Knicks right now and that but there's still fans that go into the garden. People are watching right. the games on TV. So they so they, 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 they
0: they got out of the they got out of the water into the boat but it's a very small rowboat. So I had a conversation a
1: with rowboat. somebody the other day and and I he was saying the Knicks are definitely still a playoff team. And I said, dude, I'll name 10 teams right now.
0: I don't, I don't see it unless something happened, you know, you know, I was like, are they better
1: know. than Indiana? No. Toronto? No. Are they better they, than Boston? No. Milwaukee? No. Things, Brooklyn? No. Atlanta? No. That's six of without the things, even thinking.
0: One of the things, first of all, I, I think COVID is really going to wreak um, havoc on all the sports in the next month. Um, but one of the things that, I think the Knicks, I think the one main thing I want to get out of the Knicks this year, one thing, and I think you'll agree with this. Hey, coach, you got to let Obi Toppin play for two reasons. Number one, he's young and he's energetic and he runs all over the place. And number two, we have to know if he sucks. And I don't think the way they're playing him now, like I always, I love when coaches play a guy out of the league. It's the best put him in the game, start him, play the shit out of him for 15 games in a row, and you know what? After 15 games we're going to be like, "You know what, Obi? You don't have an outside shot. You stink." Or, "Hey man, you've developed." And here we go. They have to learn more about this guy Toppin because right now, uh, he's on my not that good list.
1: I think he brings a different energy. I think when he anytime that he does something decent at a home game. The crowd goes nuts. They're waiting. Everybody's waiting for Obi Toppin to do something significant. And when he does it, it does work the crowd. But yeah, yeah but, he's that's, inconsistent. but that's
0: like, that's a ninth guy on the team.
1: No, he's inconsistent, but, but talent wise, he should be way higher than the ninth guy on the team. And I think that they need to give him more minutes because Just let's to know. be real. Let's be real. Anyway, figure I, it I, out. I, figure uh, it out with Obi. because if you're not going to figure it out with him, then it's not like he's some 17 year old rookie that you drafted. He's already 23, 24.
0: Right. Right, right. The other thing, um, very interesting to me. I was talking a little bit about sports today. Um, that's because I've been sick all week, so I haven't been able to do all that much. So anybody, all my non-sports fans, I'm just talking about generalities here. I, I very, I love when a stat comes out. I think you'll get a kick out of this as well, uh, Chris. The Yukon women. Dropped out of the top 10 for the first time since 2005.
1: <laughs> that's- Honestly, if you would have had me guess, I would have said even sooner, even earlier than that. Uh, like, I mean, just think
0: about that. So that means like if you're top 10, <laughs> oh my god, like, but like that means like for the last 16 years, we've been that's, that's just incredible. Um, the run that guy has is uh is amazing. I mean, any any college team ever if you've been in the top 10 for 16 years, I don't care if it's lacrosse, the dart team, the chess team, i don't care if you are in the big 10. I don't care if you're playing Linden and Carter. It, and, and I'm not, I'm not trying to steal any of the, the
1: shine here, but I do think it's a little bit easier in, in a female sport where they're not getting uh, drafted early to go to the pros. Cause I do think I, that that affects possibly, the uh, college football and college basketball.
0: Yes. Yes. I mean, I'm sure, you know, um,
1: or if, yeah, if, but if still, Duke dude. was fielding if Duke was getting Zion to be a, senior, and a matter of fact, like they're I, I, not. They're in the top 10 every year, too. I really you know
0: think it's um, it says top 10, but I'm guessing probably a lot of that was even higher. They, they were in the top three that whole time. Anyway, that's just amazing. I can't now personally, the guy, sometimes I love him on interviews. And other times I'm like, dude, you're up by 75. Why are your starters in the game? Uh, and Phil Mushnick totally agrees with me on that. And one of their star players did get hurt uh, because they were in the game up by 45. I always and,
1: thought he was an asshole. So, yeah,
0: but, uh, he's also good for college women, college sports. I got to give him credit for that, but listen, the guy wins. What are you, you going to do? Uh, I was, I did, uh, I've been busy lately with the voiceover stuff, which has been cool. I haven't booked anything yet. Aggravate my soul, but, um, I've been doing that. I'm getting ready to do my Christmas cards, which I had to order some pictures and I do send out Christmas cards. And, uh, I'll be doing that all week. Everything got delayed. I'm really bummed because I got I can't. I'm quarantining, and I'm I was always I'm a last minute shopper guy. I love as much as I don't really love going to the mall, but I love during the Christmas season. It's busy. You go to the mall and you're like, okay, the next two hours I'm gonna get everything. I know people say order online, but I think I like to go to the mall once during the holidays, and deal with the traffic, and the holiday spirit, and go in there. And walk around and find some gifts for your family and friends, and then come home. Not go every night. Not go two weeks before Thanksgiving. Just go one time during the bustle, and you come home.
1: One, all you need is one time, not every night, just to see why I avoid those situations at all costs. Well, that's you. I get it. Year. I get. Oh it. my god! I went to the mall yesterday, and it took me six hours to accomplish.
0: Right, but you understand what I'm, I'm saying? That, it's like, like, it's that like the would the take one, my girlfriend thirty seconds you go and plus it also opens you up when, when you're stuck for a gift it's easier than going online looking on Amazon you, you I find around. it worse
1: honestly I just don't know what to decide but I'm Again, in a store I never know if I'm like if I buy this now am I gonna have to come back here and return it for like well, thats a, you make them better return it. oh I'm just no I'm just not but just
0: I, I I'm bummed about that I, I and the whole I, I really I'm, I'm <laughs> I'll probably be I'll, I'll be getting depressed in about a day and a half of not leaving the, my apartment here um it is depressing the whole thing but I also I watched Curb Your Enthusiasm last night, um, and although this season has been choppy for me for sure, this last episode made me laugh. I don't know if you saw it. If you didn't, that's I have fun. not. I'm
1: I'm actually behind. I've only seen three this season.
0: Okay, it, it, it's been choppy. Definitely not the best season. It's though, not. You know. But from what tell you, I tell it. last it was night wasn't. the last two weeks started to kick in a little bit. They did some stuff with a sweater and this vagina thing with Tracy Ullman, who. Tracy almost looks like a savvy veteran who comes in and just throws for four touchdown passes and beats Aaron Rodgers. Like you forget how good she is. And she's doing this character. That's funny. And they do a whole thing on this vagina thing, which is very funny. Um, and Larry, they, they, they nail it. Um, so there was like definitely five or six minutes that I was laughing out loud. in a in a a dark quiet apartment with my christmas lights i I just
1: got even more depressing right there
0: (laughs) with my bing crosby records in the background i said records yes i do Um, like a
1: bottle of scotch or a bottle of wine that you can't even drink i can't even drink
0: although i did uh the other night i did have a a little half a half a bourbon half a bullet on a rocks because i just wanted to uh you know either that or look for a rope in a tree you know (laughs) so (laughs) I'm sitting here in Mahwah, New Jersey, get not getting involved with the world, but I have friends of mine have been dropping off food, and um, which has been cool. So, and I've gotten a lot of love that way. And uh, mom, if you're listening, I'm okay. Um,
1: She'll hear this in six months.
0: Right, <laughs> She's like I'm finally up to episode
1: 41, the Dirk Nowitzki show. So what what are you doing for the holidays, Chris? Christmas
0: Eve, Christmas Day, what do you got?
1: Um, I'm busy I don't know man like when it comes to the Christmas things and holidays I just basically get told where I'm going and when I have to be there and I go do that so it's like I don't know exactly what yet I'm just I'm I'm doing the family thing and I believe that Ashley will be with her family on Christmas day It's,
0: it's funny how no matter how independent you are as long as you're not married and don't have kids, your mother pretty much is the head coach. Yeah, she's and dictating. She, she says, "Chris, you do it down and out of here." You're like, "Okay." Mom. But, it's but like,
1: in full disclosure, you know, my mom gets that say because she's also going to be the one that's wrapping all the gifts that I buy for everybody. She's going to be doing, you name it, it, it. It's
0: listen, your mother deserves to be the yeah. play caller for this. I don't week.
1: ask my mother for things anymore because it's like cheating when you know right. the answer already. It makes you feel guilty. I get it.
0: I get it. I, I I'm that way. And yeah, listen, what you know. Uh, of course if you have a wife or something like that you get that so it's funny how a guy during the holidays if your mother's still alive and you have kids you're you're like you're, you're not even the water boy you're like the guy you're like the guy who's in in the in the parking lot I'm the outside. Roo- yeah
1: yeah it's like no I mean it's even worse it's like I'm the guy that they're bringing in for the water boy to teach how to be right. the water boy like I have no idea what I'm doing and she it's has to show me everything so it's like if you were lying.
0: If you're in line to be the president, like about 48 people have to get killed for you to get the job. It's like, uh, but you know if what, it was, if
1: it <laughs> wasn't for my mother and Ashley right now, I'd be wearing the same underwear and socks for uh, the last course. four months. I get
0: it. I get it. My sister came and helped me clean my apartment. Not that it was that dirty, but she was like, she was getting on me pretty good. Uh, why are you keeping this? So I, I did throw out like seven bags of stuff. Um, and then I got sick, so I'm trying to keep it. I'm keeping it clean from, so my sister won't yell at me if I, because she's she'll get on my phone and be like, "Go on Facetime right now. Right? I want to see." If, it what it if your like,
1: sister was like, "Jimmy, I'm like ten minutes away," and you were like, "Oh shit!" I, now I you feel like that. you're about to be in trouble. You'd clean I up. That's need- me every Thursday. I'm like, <laughs> as she's on her way, and be like, "I'm still at the studio. I got to get home and clean the mess that it's I made so because much. she's the one that cleaned the, the the weekend before that." And I get five I days to mess and ten minutes to clean
0: she get the it's week. all true it's all true but listen i hope you have a happy holiday merry a merry christmas and uh i will will definitely be the holidays don't fall on monday so i i think i'll yeah, be you, back yeah you
1: missed you missed the christmas party at chop studios today in uh, Madawan. we were, we were going to roll out the the yeah. Yule log and the mistletoe. Yeah. And-
0: I, I only heard your yeah, Dave threw a nice Christmas party for me, uh, uh on your show today, cursing me out. What was that all about? All I said was the three guys didn't do anything, fact. And next thing you know, he's he's dropping the F bomb on me. Like, you don't talk to Jordan that way. Come on, bro, <laughs> you kidding me? All I yeah, got, that was, that you was to think um, about and, it. and you were they like, You're a pussy, you didn't way.
1: you didn't agree with me on the show.
0: That's right. You like, you joined right. Well, that's Jimmy Ballard. You, you threw me right under the bus, bro. And I was like, honestly, I want to see. I
1: said? thought you were trying to get a rise out of him and succeeded. That's
0: what I well, thought. We clearly saw that. I got a rise out of him. Of course, he called me and said he loves me anyway. And I love Dave too. But he got all fired up out of nowhere because I, I was trying to have fun with the comments because everybody is like, you know, uh, the Cowboys rule, Packers rule, and the sauce never picks a, a game wrong. And I'm like, that's well, not true.
1: Well, that's not true. I faded the sauce on, on Saturday when. I took the Colts. He took the Patriots um, and I took the 49ers and he took the He Falcons, was seven and so. three uh, on
0: Sunday, which is yeah. pretty good, which is, an I mean, idea, this yeah. is, listen, that guy knows his shit. I, I bust his balls, but I do know that even the guys that know their shit, they, they get it wrong a lot. So, um, but 60%,
1: a, bro. It's all your 55% crazy. is all you're looking for.
0: all depends on how much you bet on each game. You got to stay consistent. You got to be smart. Um, as those ads for the NFL say with, with uh, Mariucci a bet your budget, track your bets. Like who doesn't track their bets? Come on now. Um, By the way, my fantasy team is getting involved here from the Omni. I'm like nine and three or ten and three, whatever that. I'm like the Packers over here in my fantasy uh, ESPN uh, auto pick. You're like the Cowboys because
1: you probably haven't played anybody yet.
0: No, well, I did get beat by the, two of the better teams in the league. So um, but that's because I had like you know bad quarterbacks and stuff, but I've been doing a little better at making sure I don't play a guy who has a buy. I finally learned that lesson and I'm pretty good at looking back because we don't have, we don't fill the whole league. So I go back and grab a running back. That's much better than the lousy one I had. Of course, I barely know who they are, but anyway, I get a kick out of that. So I'm learning the fantasy game, but that's it. That's enough for our show. I'm Jimmy Plumbo. Chris again, Merry Christmas. Give love to your mom and dad and Ashley and everybody else. And, um, Merry Christmas to all the Chop Sport podcasters, uh, Dave and uh, Joe Matteries and uh, John Savinaro, and The Sauce and Kyle, of course, and uh, uh, Dina, my favorite. She's my favorite employee over there. Um, hopefully, she's getting home safe. And uh, that's it, man. Merry
1: Christmas! Uh, Merry Christmas, and I'll see you before New Year. So we won't really have. <laughs> we know it's not going to be a happy New Year. So we'll, I, get, I we'll hope I can. Too. I
0: should be out of quarantine by next Monday, I think. All
1: right, so we'll we'll play it by ear. But
0: uh, uh, God bless everybody. Have you. Come?